From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, ex Sangbangul Group Chief Kim Sung-tae, who is facing various corruption allegations, returns months after fleeing to Thailand and gets questioned by the prosecution. President Yoon Suk-yeol visits a nuclear power plant in the UAE, a symbol of Seoul's cooperation with Abu Dhabi, and stresses further cooperation. And the bodies of two of the victims of Sunday's deadly plane crash in Nepal are tentatively confirmed to be of South Korean nationals. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The fugitive former chairman of Sangbangul Group, Kim Sung-tae, returned to South Korea from Thailand on Tuesday, some eight months after he fled the country while under investigation for corruption. The voluntary return comes a week after he was apprehended by Thai police at a golf club near Bangkok, after which he was about to stand trial for illegally staying in the country. Kim is a key suspect in several high-profile corruption investigations, including embezzlement, payment of Democratic Party chief E.J. Myung's legal fees by proxy, and the transfer of cash remittance to North Korea. Before boarding a flight to South Korea, Kim denied the allegations to reporters, claiming that he has never had a phone call with E and he does not have his number. After arriving, he was seen entering the Suwon District Prosecutor's Office in Gyeonggi Province in an escort vehicle later in the day, with prosecutors immediately beginning to question him. Main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung remained tight-lipped when asked about responding to the prosecution's latest summons for questioning over his alleged role in the Daejeong-dong development scandal. Speaking at a forum on online platform regulation and fair trade held at the National Assembly on Tuesday, he kept his comments on topic, encouraging respect for innovation while denouncing the damage imposed on others or the market through a monopoly. Prosecutors suspect that E, while serving as the mayor of the Gyeonggi provincial city of Songnam, helped private investors reap 440 billion won in profits from development projects, incurring losses for the city government. They suspect that E facilitated the receipt of 42.8 billion won by his aides, including then chief policy adviser Jung Jin Sang, and intervened in drawing election campaign funds in return for business favors. The rival political parties had sharply different reactions to the return of former Sangbangul Group chairman Kim Sung-tae from Thailand, who fled South Korea after coming under investigation for corruption allegedly involving main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung. The ruling People Power Party on Tuesday accused the DP of protecting a gangster-turned-businessman, slamming the opposition for giving up on reason in defense of its leader. The ruling party said a number of occurrences surrounding the DP chief that cannot exist under a normal state system had transpired as it referred to the ex-Sangbangul chief paying E's legal fees by proxy. The DP, on the other hand, denied its leader's connection to the allegations, accusing the prosecution of attempting to demonize the party chief through the media. President Yoon sung yeol paid a visit on Monday to the Baraka nuclear power plant in the Aldafra region of Abu Dhabi, a symbol of cooperation between South Korea and the United Arab Emirates. In the visit with UAE President Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nayan, Yoon said that the Baraka plant carries important symbolic meaning as a representation of the special strategic partnership between the two nations. 
President Yoon expressed hope that his state visit will provide a turning point for the two countries to seek comprehensive and strategic cooperation in other energy areas beyond the nuclear sector, such as hydrogen and renewable energy, as well as carbon capture, utilization, and storage. The president reportedly said that based on the success of Baraka, South Korea and the UAE should join forces to produce more achievements, such as additional nuclear power plants in the UAE and joint expansion overseas. Wrapping up his schedule in the UAE on Tuesday, President Yoon will be attending the Davos Forum in Switzerland from Wednesday. The Iranian Foreign Ministry said on Monday that it is awaiting an explanation from the South Korean government regarding President Yoon s u n g y o l s description of Iran as the enemy of the United Arab Emirates. Iran's state-run Islamic Republic news agency reported that Iranian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Nasser Kanani said that the ministry is seriously following Yoon's remarks that he reportedly called undiplomatic. The spokesperson said the comment shows an unawareness by the South Korean president of Iran's historical ties with neighboring states including the UAE, as well as the positive developments happening with respect to those relationships. In response, Seoul's foreign ministry said on Tuesday President Yoon's description of Iran as the enemy of the United Arab Emirates is irrelevant to South Korea's relations with Iran. The ministry also cited South Korea's friendly and cooperative relationship with Iran since establishing diplomatic ties in 1962, adding that Seoul stands by its commitment to continuously pursuing advancements in ties with Iran. Now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's news center in Seoul, Korea. South Korea's foreign ministry on Monday tentatively confirmed that the bodies of two victims of Sunday's deadly plane crash in Nepal belong to South Korean nationals. The ministry said that a consul at the South Korean embassy in Nepal visited a local hospital in Pokhara, where the remains were brought, reaching the assessment after inspecting their belongings. The ministry said that Nepalese authorities plan to transport the bodies of presumed foreign nationals to Kamandu, where identities will be officially confirmed through additional tests. The ministry dispatched a quick response team of two officials to Nepal to support the local diplomatic mission and the bereaved relatives of the victims. A Yeti Airlines flight carrying 72 people crashed near Pokhara International Airport on Sunday after taking off from Kathmandu. With a manifest shared by the Civil Aviation Authority of Nepal listing two South Korean nationals on board who were later reported to be father and son. Over 26 million people nationwide are expected to travel during the upcoming Lunar New Year holiday. According to the Korea Transport Institute, 26.48 million people are forecast to travel between Friday and next Tuesday, equivalent to roughly the population of the entire Seoul metropolitan area. Or over half of the country, for an average of about 5.3 million per day. A substantial majority of 91.7% are expected to travel by car, while 3.8% are predicted to ride the intercity bus, 3% on trains, and 1% on airplanes. The institute estimates that drivers heading from Seoul to Busan are likely to be on the road for about eight and a half hours or more, nearly double the average of roughly four and a half hours. New COVID-19 cases registered in the 40,000s on Tuesday, amid a slowdown in the latest wave of the pandemic. The Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency said on Tuesday that 40,199 infections were reported throughout the previous day, 
bringing the country's cumulative caseload to around 29,861,000. The daily figure rose by about 26,000 from a day ago, due in part to a regular increase in testing on Monday. However, the daily tally dropped by some 20,000 from a week ago and halved from two weeks ago. For a Tuesday tally, it is the lowest in 13 weeks since October 18th. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 20.47 points, or 0.85% on Tuesday, to close the day at 2,379.39. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also fell, shedding 7.18 points, or 1%, to end the day at 709.71. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 3.41 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,238.71. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.